Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Uh, You know, I'm excited about this morning. I'm excited about what I'm going to be sharing. We have been in this series now for a few weeks called Seven Words That Can Change Your Life. And um, we're going to talk about another word today. And uh, if you've not been with us the last few weeks, we've been talking about these small words These small words that on the surface, they seem so insignificant, yet when you use those words, a small, small word, you start to realize that a word like yes, we talked about the word yes, how the word yes, saying yes to the right things in our life can change the trajectory of your life. We also talked about the little word no, and how the word no, when you learn to say no to things that maybe are good things so that you can say yes to the great things in your life. It allows you to change your life and to change the direction of your life. And too many of us uh, never say no. And we, what it, the reason is we've learned as we've gotten older, people like us more when we say yes, right? People don't like it when we say no. Last weekend, we talked about the word help and how we struggle with using the word help and speaking that word out. And we talked about a topic that really maybe some of you never heard a pastor talk about in church. We talked about mental illness and about depression and how really there's a stigma, a wall that has gone up and that we kind of think that people that have depression or mental illness or that's like a whole nother level. But what you you understand and what you start to see is that there's no difference between mental illness and physical illness. It's all an illness. And we cannot suffer isolated. That speaking that word, help, I need somebody, I need help in my life. It's important. And today we're going to talk about the word, the big word, wow. Everybody say wow. In fact, just to kind of have fun, I want you to turn to your neighbor, especially if you're sitting next to your spouse and look at him and just go, wow. <laughs> Wow, wow. It's, a, it's a, an important word for us to use it. And in fact, I, I absolutely believe that, and I think God loves the word wow. I think he loves it. If he didn't love it, he wouldn't have given you taste buds. In fact, do you know that you have thousands of taste buds all around inside of your mouth on your tongue and God knew and God gave you those. You don't need taste buds to survive. You don't have taste buds to survive. It's God just gave you that because he knew there would be moments that you would taste something and you would say, wow. And God gave you chocolate. Can I hear an amen from all my chocolate lovers here? I love chocolate. I'm a chocolate like. Some of y'all that know me real well, I love any kind of candy, but I do like chocolate, and uh, there's something like, you know, you take a bite into a good piece of chocolate, and your taste buds just explode, and you are, especially if it's a really good brownie or something, and you want to go, wow. God created all of us to live our life 
the moments in our life that you ought to have moments every single day where you speak the word wow. Do you know your life is full of wow moments? There are wow moments, and I think God meant it for that. God created us and created this universe almost like God was showing off a little bit. I just... I just view it like that because I see God's creation and it's a little mind-boggling. Like, for example, in Job chapter 26, verse 7, the, the Bible tells us God stretches out heaven over empty space and hangs the earth upon nothing. God did not hang the earth by some giant chain. He didn't put heaven built on some big foundation that took millions of years to create. It is just out there. And I believe that God intended that and he created the universe that we live in and the stars that we see as those are all moments that God created and things that God created to cause us to say, wow, I want you to think about um, in your own life, how are you doing when it comes to wow? I don't know what it is about our, our, our life and our culture, but um, we get bored easy, and the things that used to wow us don't wow us anymore. And the things that used to excite us, and, and after a while, and I, I know this even happens to us as believers, that, you know, when you first accepted Christ, Christ, it was all about, wow, and now it's like you've been Christian for a while, and it's like, you know what, you kind of show up to church, and, and, and again, we live in, in a culture and in a day and time where people just go church shopping for the rest of their life. And they're looking for the latest, newest thing, and it's just easy to just kind of lose it. And yet what you see is that God created all of us to open our eyes and begin to see that, that there are, are moments that, that even the smallest moments of your life, God has, has created these moments for you to say, wow, why is it important for you to have the word wow come out of your mouth? It's, it's not just to show that you're excited or you're impressed, that the word wow ought to cause a response. It ought to cause you to have a reaction in your life. I want you to think about this personally. What is it that wows you? There's probably been some things in your past that have wowed you. I know for me, I automatically, automatically at the top of my list in my life, the thing that has wowed me the most is my wife. And all the women said, oh, I'm, I'm not just saying that to say that because I'm a pastor and I'm married and I ought to say that it, it wow. Listen, if you see me and you see how beautiful my wife is, you would say, wow, that there is a God. And God is a God of miracles that that goober got to marry that good looking woman. Some of y'all, when you walk by us together, you ought to go, wow, I can't believe you got to marry her. I remember the first time I saw her, I, you guys have heard me talk about, I worked for Walmart 
I was getting shopping carts, and she walked in and walked across and was, was walking. And I saw her, and I was like, wow, who's that girl? And I can still remember when I was at Southwestern going into the library that I walked in the library, and she was sitting there at a table, and she had these blue jean overalls. I can tell you exactly what she was wearing. This red shirt, and I was like, that girl is so cute. And, like, I was like, wow. And I was trying to figure out a way to convince her to tell her, look, I know I don't look like much right now, but when I get older, (laughs) when I get older, I'm going to be good looking. Just hang with me a little bit. But she wowed me so much that I, I'm, I went on a mission from God that I chased her, and she ran from me. She's not here at the 11 o'clock service, can I, so I can tell you. She wanted to date a bunch of people. She was a cheerleader. She was, again, everybody wanted to go out with her, and I'm like, I want to marry you. You think about the things that, that wow us. I, I mean, again, uh, technology ought to wow us, right? I mean, I, I, have you looked at your phone lately? Some of y'all got the iPhone 20. <laughs> but you know, it wasn't that long ago that you couldn't get on the internet unless you had dial up. And you, had, you were praying to God. Nobody got on the phone or did anything weird because you had to hear this. <laughs> and you're getting on AOL. Any AOL? Uh, anybody have an AOL account? All the old people here, raise your hand. I still have one, y'all. I'll admit it. My wife's like, why do we still have AOL? I'm like, because it's the safest one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, you know, it used to be you had to go get a phone in the kitchen that was like this yellow phone that was hanging on the wall, and it had this gigantic cord. Some of y'all don't know what this is. But back in the day, we had to grab this phone and walk. If you wanted privacy, you had to pray that there was a cord long enough to make, help you go outside the house. And if you wanted to use a phone and you weren't at home, you had to have a quarter. Because there was this thing called the payphone. Now, technology has changed so much right in your hand. You can look on the internet. You can do anything you want to with your phone. You can call across the world. It's wow. Do you know that the human heart ought to wow you? When you think about the human heart, that every single day your heart beats 100,000 times. It beats 100,000 times that it's circulating 2,000 gallons of blood through your body. A baby being born, it ought to wow you. Seeing a newborn baby, it ought to wow you. You know, I don't know if you've ever been to California and, and been out to see the Redwoods, but it, it's, 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 it's a wow moment. You you can't imagine how big these trees are. We've got a picture of how big. I remember the first time I saw a redwood tree, and I was like, wow, I can't believe these things. Like, what, they put, like, steroids in these trees or something? Because they're huge. Um, some of you may not be wowed by this, but I'm wowed by airplanes. The fact that some metal tube that's got a couple hundred people inside of it can get up in the air and fly, it's, it's like, like, I'm not that smart, and I know there's a science to it and all that, but it just, it's, it's wow to me. 
My best friend from high school, um, I went to a Baptist boarding school, and, and um, um, I grew up on the mission field, and so I, I was in a, in a boarding school. My best friend that, that, that we were roommates for years is a pilot for Emirates, and he flies the A380, and it's like one of the largest planes on the planet, and he sent me a picture of what it looks like, and it's a, this double-decker that, like, you could put 800 people on this plane. And he's the captain of this plane, and it's beyond me that this big old monster can get up in the air and fly for 18 hours. It's, it's wow to me. It's like I can't, I can't even begin to fathom it. Do you know that your life is full of wow moments? There are small things, there are big things, there are things all around you that are, should make you want to say wow. You know that some of you right now are sitting next to your wow? I'm serious. Some of you are like, no. <laughs> he used to be a wow, but have you, have you seen his tummy lately? His tummy, he's like, there's no six pack there. It's like a 40 pack It's going on. He's been packing it on. I'm just kidding. Where was I? I was talking about the pack. Your wow. <laughs> you're sitting next to your wow. Because that man that you're sec- sitting next to you, that is sitting next to you, it wasn't that long ago that he couldn't care less about God. That the last thing in the world that he wanted to do was go to church. And God has transformed his life, and now you're sitting here at the 11 o'clock service next to your wow because God has changed his life. Some of you, your son or your daughter, it wasn't that long ago that they were running from God. They were angry at God. They were, they were filled full of hatred towards God, and now God has, has broken them and changed their life, and now they want to serve God. They love God. You're sitting next to your wows. It just, it, it's, it's just going to require you to, to see it. And you got to see it and you got to speak it. And why do you have to speak it? Because it is going to cause a reaction and a response. It ought to cause something to happen in your life. It ought to move you to action. The fact that you see something so powerful that blows you away that your soul senses that something is bigger beyond your your own strength that it causes you to say, wow. If you have no reason today to, to speak the word wow, maybe you just need to go back and read some of the Bible. Because the Bible, again, is full of wow moments. And you know, it's so easy to just kind of get numb when it comes to God's word and we just kind of read it and we're like, oh, okay, but I, have you read it lately with just an open heart and an open soul that you read a scripture like 2 Corinthians twelve nine that says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient. Let that soak in a minute. That every single thing you've ever done and everything you will ever do in your future, his grace, he's got it. It says it is sufficient. And then he says this, 
For my power is made perfect in weakness. It ought to cause us to say, wow. Psalms 139.1 says, Oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. That's kind of scary. That God knows everything about us and he knows everything exactly. And it says, you know, when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. And I love this. You place your hand, a blessing on my hand, on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. That is a wow moment. That that God knows every single detail about your life. He knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're going to say before you say it. He knows all the stupid things you're going to say before you say them. And yet what God's promise is is that he is going to lay his hand a blessing on your life. God wants to bless you. That's a wow moment. The fact that the Bible tells us in John eleven thirty five 35 that Jesus wept, it ought to make us go wow. That the Son of God that could do anything related to us and loved us so much that he wept. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he has planned for us long ago. Do you know that you're God's masterpiece? That of all the things that God created that, that should cause us to go, wow, it's, it's ourselves, that God has uniquely made us. That God loves you so much that God created you in such a way that it, your life ought to bring about a wow. So why am I saying that the wow can change your life? Again, it's because when you truly understand the power of you speaking the word wow in your life, it's it's going to fuel your life. It's going to shape your life. It's going to cause a reaction. If If you want to write that down, is that your wow over him and wow over what he's done in your life and how he's forgiven you and how he's restored your life, how he's blessed you, it is it determines your response to him. Your awe to him, it, it, it dictates the re- reaction you have towards God. So it is actually every moment, every wow that you have from the littlest things from you getting up and every morning and going, wow, I cannot believe I get to do what I do for work. Or wow, I cannot believe that I'm married to this person. Or wow, I can't believe you blessed me this way. That it fuels your life. And if you want to write some of these things down today, just in a practical way today, if you're taking notes and you want to write this down, or if you're not taking notes, you want to write this down. Um, Number one, my wow fuels my life. My wow fuels my life. My wow fuels my life in regards to what I live for. In other words, that your, your wow gives you purpose. It gives you purpose when you, when you start to see that the life change. And again, it's so easy, isn't it, to lose our wow? And just kind of like go through the motions of life and just like do the same exact same thing that after a while we don't, we're not wowed by anything and it's not bringing about any bigger purpose for our life that we see that there's, 
God saved me. God delivered me for a purpose in my life. And, you know, I was thinking about this and uh, how it's easy for us to kind of just lose our wow. And this last summer, my wife and I, um, I don't know if you've ever been to Canada, but it's always been like on our bucket list to go to Canada. We wanted to go hang out with some Canadian people. And, uh, <laughs> no, we wanted to go see Canada. It's just a beautiful country. And we, one day, we, 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 we went out on this boat to see um, try to see some whales. And I don't know if you've ever done this. It's a beautiful, just amazing, amazing thing that you're out on the, in the ocean and there's big old mountains full of snow around and you're looking and we were out there for hours and it was a little bit of like, man, are we going to see a whale? And we're sitting around and we're like, we had, it was like a four hour ride out there and we're going around everywhere. And, and my wife, again, She's so, so, she's super social. She wants to talk to everybody. And I was up at the front just kind of half asleep. And um, I didn't really know where she was at. <laughs> Great husband there, huh? <laughs> but, but out of nowhere, I heard this, this voice that, that with this accent that sounded like they were from like Southeast Texas, Georgia, Texas mixed in all together. And I heard this, woohoo! Show me your tail. Woohoo! Show me your tail. And I was like, what girl is yelling that? That doesn't sound Canadian. I got up and I was like, what are they saying? And I'm like, I went back there and it was my wife. She had a big old group of people around her and she was going, woohoo! Show me your tail. And we've got some pictures of how beautiful, words can't even express it. Even a picture can't even tell you how beautiful it was. And my wife was so wowed by it. She was just screaming out this, woohoo. And if you have to, you you know my wife, she gets excited about that. And she's like yelling that out. And I I still remember going back there and like, babe, what's the big deal? What are y'all doing back there? And everybody's around her and yelling and so excited. And and I still remember looking over and seeing a girl, a teenage girl on her phone and was not even looking up to see this incredible sight. And I wanted to tell her, like, put your phone up. I know y'all never felt like saying that to people, but it's like, put your phone up. This is a wow moment. This is a wow moment. This is a... An, just an amazing thing to see that you ought to be excited to see. And you, let me just say this to you, that, that your wow should fuel your life when it comes to what Christ has done for your life and how he's forgiven you and how he has saved you and how he has set you free. Some of you today, you're, you're like, it's unexplainable how God has changed your life. Because you used to struggle with a major addiction or you used to struggle with anger and, and people knew you that they were like, you'll always be the same. And something happened. God did something in your life. And today you are like here and you are a changed person. It ought to be a fuel for your life to find your purpose, to know that God has done this in your life for a reason. That God hasn't changed your life just for you to just say, well, yeah, God changed my life, and so? But it ought to wow you every single day that you wake up and you say, God, 
wow, I cannot believe that I get up and I have these different desires to do this, do that. God, show me your purpose. Show me what you want me to do with my life. This is why we talk to you about growth track here at Creekwood a lot. And that I, I need you to make it a priority. This class, growth track, I, I know you've, you've heard us talk over and over and over about this. And you're like, well, is this just a class? No, it's not just a class. It's, it's, it, is, it is what we believe that is a powerful tool in your life to help you find the purpose for your life. That we believe that God has, has created you for a purpose in this class that we have. And we have one today right after the 11 o'clock service. You can sign up. You can go on the internet and, and the website. And you can see uh, uh, the growth track classes that we offer right after the 11 o'clock service. And, and, and I just encourage you to go to it. Because listen to me. God's done too much in your life for you to waste this. Wouldn't it be crazy if I, I, I was just wowed by how my wife looks and how, how she just like connected, we connected in a relationship and I would have never done anything about it? Which that brings me to the second thing. And again, um, when you look at your life, um, your wow, it should fuel your worship. When you think about your life and how much God has changed your life, it should fuel your worship. Do you know that that worship is when I'm in awe over God's love? Worship is when I'm wowed by Christ's sacrifice. When I worship God, it's just a response. Worship is not 15 minutes before the sermon. That's how we want to define it a lot of times. And I know when you start to talk about worship, it gets kind of weird because we're like, well, I grew up Lutheran or Catholic, and, and I, we did it this way, and we, we didn't do this, or we did that. Do you think God really cares about all that? You think God's really looking down and saying, well, those people that got both hands, those are the ones that are really doing it today. The ones that just got one hand up, they don't really count. The people that are just giving me the little golf claps or, or, or the people that are like, they're sweating. The people that are looking like they're getting a root canal when they're worshiping me. They're the ones that are really, do you think God really cares? What God cares about is our heart and how we're reacting to the wow moments. God wants us to connect with him. That worship is about you connecting with God, about You're in such an awe of what he's done in your life that you're like, you know what? I'm so wowed by God. This is why sometimes you may look over at somebody in the middle of worship and you're like, why are they crying? Somebody break up with them or something like that. Their dog died. Why are they crying? There's people that are standing next to you that they're, they're, they're just weeping because they realize how much they've been forgiven of. You know, God help us. Listen to me. God help us if we ever make worship here at Creekwood about singing some songs for 15 minutes and it's a ritual. And that we've got to check off three or four songs that we sing and let's get through this and we just kind of sing some empty songs. God deliver us from that. You want the life, the power in your worship is 
is just start letting those wow moments come inside of your soul and let it begin to rise up inside of you and say, God, I love you so much. Where would I be today? Without your grace and your mercy in my life. Listen, I want to say this to you that I know we worship... You worship in different ways. There's different personalities here. Some of you are more reserved, and that's okay. Some of you are, are like, man, I love to clap, or I enjoy. And when you see somebody raising their hands, it's not that they're trying to be weird or whatever, or they're just, you know, whatever. It's just a, a way of saying I surrender to God. And God, I surrender my life to you. That's all you're doing. And you need to worship how God, how, how you're comfortable worshiping God. But listen to me. If you go to a, a, ball, a ball game and you watch a football game of the football team that you love, maybe you love college football and you get to go back to your, your, your college and watch this incredible game and you, you're like so excited, you're like ripping your shirt off. You're throwing your baby on the field. You're, you're like, I don't know what you're doing, doing to your people around you, but you're throwing your nachos everywhere. You're so pumped and excited. You're like, woo. You're like, wow, and then you come in here and you, I don't want to show any kind of reaction to God now today because I grew up Lutheran or I grew up Methodist and we didn't do that. Listen to me, God doesn't care about religion. God's not really, when we get to heaven, nobody's going to be, we're not going to be setting up in groups with all the Methodists and the Baptists in one little corner. (laughs) We're all going to be his people. And God's just looking for your wow to, to, to show itself and, it's, and let it fuel your worship. Do you know your worship can happen in places outside of this room, that it can happen in your car? It can happen on your way to work. I love this story in Luke 7 where there was a woman that, man, she had this, this past that she had this reputation and she started to hear about God's forgiveness and the fresh start and she really made people mad because of, of what, what an extreme worship she gave to God that she came and she brought to Jesus this really expensive jar of perfume and she poured it all over his feet. It kind of blew people away, but it's just because she was wild. And Luke seven forty seven says, she has been forgiven of all her many sins. This is why she has shown me such extravagant love. But those who assume they have very little to be forgiven will love me very little. It's powerful. So it it ought to fuel your worship. Number three, lastly, very quickly, it ought to, your wow, it's going to fuel your witness. My wow fuels me sharing, me inviting people, me, it, it gives me an urgency to tell people about Jesus Christ. It's, I'm ex- like if you went out to eat today and maybe it's your anniversary and, and you went to some fancy restaurant and, and you guys ordered up like whatever you wanted to order and the bill was pretty big and then the waiter came in and they found out that it was your anniversary and he says, hey, listen, this whole meal is on us. And you were like, that was an incredible meal and we got it for free. Wouldn't you go tell everybody about it? You'd be talking about it at work. You'd be excited about it. You'd be sharing it. You'd be saying, I cannot believe this. And it ought to be the same way what Christ has done in your life. It ought to fuel your witness that you ought to be telling people about what 
Christ has done in your life. I know it's not politically correct anymore to even say the name Jesus. And I'm not telling you to be obnoxious and get in people's faces. I don't want to be obnoxious. I, I believe we need to build relationships and love people and care about them. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. But listen to me. We can't get to a place that we stop being wowed by what he has done. And we say, you know, other people need to experience what I've experienced, my wow moments. That I, I, I need to share this with people. And I'm not trying to put you on the spot or make you feel uncomfortable today, but I'm just going to ask you, when's the last time you invited somebody that didn't know Christ to church? Notice I didn't say when's the last time you invited another church person because we're really good about you find out somebody's a Christian, you're like, hey, you need to come visit my church. Listen, I don't want other church people here. I'm not mean, I, I, I mean that. We're not trying to get other people from other people's churches to come here. We, we need the lost in this place. When's the last time you invited somebody that doesn't know Christ? Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your relative that you're like, they're the, like, the worst whatever. And you're like, you know what? God's done this in my life. You need to come and hear about Jesus. People need to hear about your story because it's a wow story. I want to pray for you today. I want to ask you to bow your heads. Father, I pray for all of us today that God, may we open our eyes May the eyes of our soul be so engaged with the moments around us, the, the smallest things, the little things that we take for granted all around us. May our wow be restored. May we find ourselves throughout our day saying, wow. Father, I pray today that it it would fuel all of us to a response to living our life for a bigger purpose, to worshiping you, to expressing our love, and Father, to begin to allow it to fuel our witness. Father, we ask this today. Open our eyes to the blessings around us. We thank you, God. Amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.